to the Bracketologist Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Ben Walnick. This podcast brought to you by Let It Fly Media. I'm joined here by senior creative Andy Torres. Andy, I think you're pretty excited about this one. Dude, I am ready to debate these characters. <laughs> we are doing characters from the U.S. version of The Office. Um, I have narrowed this down to 32 characters. Uh, the main thing that I did was I went through and I looked at characters that appeared most in the show. So there is not one character on this list that did not appear in at least 15 episodes. And most of these characters appeared in at least about 50 episodes, certainly the, the top 20. So uh, I just kind of threw the seedings at the wall. I am not nearly as big of an Office fan as our guest, Andy, who uh, you said you'd watch this like 12 or 13 times. All the way through. All, yeah, all the way through. Uh, like maybe five of those 13, I skipped to season three to start and then watched it from there. But yeah, about 13. That's a little bit of an upset because I, I feel like, like a lot of people like season two. So interesting. Anything but season one. I'll say that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe it's a different podcast to rank the seasons of The Office. <laughs> um, so again, how this works is it is Andy's job to convince me on what deserves to advance. He's going to have some strong opinions on how I've seated these characters. And um, I'm going to lean on his expertise a little bit on this one, even though I definitely have some thoughts and I have seen at least... Um, the entire uh, show, at least all the way through once, and I've seen many episodes several times. Let's get right into it. This is round one. I'm not going to read off all 32, but I'll recap once we get to the Sweet 16. Yeah. So we have our number one overall seed, of course, even though he's not in every episode, Michael Scott versus our 32 seed, Nate, who I had to Google and look up <laughs> to see who this character was because I did not remember Nate. Uh, he is uh, one of the warehouse, warehouse workers yeah. in the latter part of the show. Uh, so... Give me some thoughts on Nate. We know Nate's not advancing here, but give me some thoughts on Nate here. I mean, he comes in the show just randomly and says the weirdest stuff um, out of nowhere, and I feel like that makes the show even more hilarious. But, I mean, Michael Scott, you can't beat Michael. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about Michael as we move on. Um, for this first round, we'll kind of rapid fire any matchup that's not too close. Mm -hmm. This next one will be one of our closest matchups. It's our 16 seed versus our 17 seed, so it should be. These are two characters that appeared in the show a lot. We've got Daryl versus Aaron. Uh, Daryl appeared in, I mean, 120 episodes while Aaron was a staple in the last few seasons. She was in about 100 episodes. Um, what do you got here? So we got the receptionist versus a warehouse worker that eventually was back up on the top floor. So what do you got here? You know what? I really don't have an opinion on this. I think they're both pretty equal. Nothing stands out to me. Um, although I would, I will have to go with Daryl. He's an OG. He's been there from the start. So Daryl for me. Yeah, I think he's a, uh... A little bit a little bit more comedy i feel like i little get a little bit and craig robinson really known comedic actor now mm -hmm. um aaron just kind of felt like she was there filling that role as a receptionist she has yeah. some great moments don't get me wrong um and i definitely think we're gonna have a nice female presence making deep runs into this tournament mm -hmm. but uh for me on this one i think it's daryl uh i had that as a close matchup though obviously um all he's, right he's a musician so bias right there i'm a musician also and i uh, <laughs> gotta give the points to them Perfect. Um, all right. Well, here's a musician because you've got someone that's in an acapella group. <laughs> cool. Number nine, Andy Bernard versus number 24 seed, Todd Packer, who is uh, quite the character. Maybe not one of the characters that you might say has aged the best because of some of his crude and not so great humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think this is pretty clear winner for mm. Andy Bernard. Respect to Todd. I thought 
he came in with some great one-liners in the early seasons, but, um, you know, Andy was kind of a staple <laughs> starting season three, right? For sure. And, I mean, like, like I said before, musician. And then second point, his name's Andy also. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Todd Packer, like I said, had some crude jokes. I actually, kind of off topic, but I took a picture with him last year. I thought it was pretty dope. So that's the only point I'll give to him. But easily Andy. You took a picture with Andy Bernard? No, 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 Andy. No, oh, with uh, Todd, Todd, Packer. Todd Packer. Where'd you take that picture with? At a Chiefs game. Oh, he nice. came down to do some interviews, and I was like, hey, can I get a pic? Yes. Yeah, he's a Kansas City guy, right? Yeah. That actor? Uh-huh. I forget his name. I'll find it real quick. Yeah, though. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just looked up. David Cochner. Cochner, or something like that. He was only in 16 episodes. Uh, so he's actually, out of everyone on this list, other than our 23 seed that we'll get to, he was in this the least amount. I just... Is memorable for me in the early seasons, his relationship with Michael. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. Phyllis versus Hank. You remember who Hank is? Yes. Okay, so for those of you that aren't maybe the biggest Office fans, Hank is the uh, janitor slash, like, building manager. Mm -hmm. um, so he has a lot of deadpan moments of just, like, reacting to Michael Scott being ridiculous or things happening at the office that are ridiculous. And then Phyllis is obviously an OG. Um, I want to hear... Should I go first or should no, you go first? I, I mean, I think I honestly think Phyllis has some good moments and some good humor. I love her competition with Angela mm -hmm. for like the holiday party and the party committee. Party yep. um, I, I think, you know, she's in almost every single episode compared to Hank's only in about 25. So if you're lo looking at just amount of times that you're seeing her, like obviously she's the winner here. They're both a little bit more deadpan, although Phyllis definitely has some more comedic moments. I just feel like you get more laughs out of her throughout the course of the show. No. Hank <laughs> wins by a long shot. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's barely in the show, but I feel like anytime he is, he makes it way better. And I mean, like, Hank, me and the blues. You don't remember that? <laughs> oh, Is that your favorite Hank CD. moment? No, there's a ton. Uh, whenever they were debating about whether they should get new seats or uh what was it or, or new printer and michael had to bring him up here um to decide oh help us should we get this or that and he went through that whole situation how he handled it hank did hilarious hank wins okay i mean point out one comedic situation with phyllis exactly okay hank is me and the blues Okay, <laughs> I'm hilarious. okay with it. I'm, you know, that's fair. Oh, we'll man. we'll have Hank go there. Um, so that's a huge upset. That's our 25 seed advancing. Um, so maybe that was just a complete misfire on a misseeding by me. Uh, all right, our next matchup. I, I this actually just worked out. I didn't even mean for it to work out this way. But we mm -hmm. have our four seed Pam Beasley versus 20 seed, 29 seed Roy. Uh, I mean, obviously this was a horrible relationship at the start <laughs> of the show. Is both verbally abusive and just not great. I just, I ranked Roy obviously could have been higher because he did appear in a few more episodes than some of these characters. I just hated Roy. There, there yeah. wasn't very much that you point to with him when you see him and it was like, I'm enjoying like his guy. time yeah. on the experience mm -hmm. or on the screen. Um, and then Pam's an OG. Obviously she's one of the most important characters of the show right. while maybe not the funniest at times she's definitely one of the most important mm -hmm. so I, I feel like obviously pam has to be pam roy. easily yep. yeah i can't remember a single funny moment with roy no but i mean not funny important moments of the show important, in yeah. the jim pam relationship but other than that uh not much to redeem out right. of that character Correct. 
All right, next one is an interesting one. We have Angela, our 13 seed, versus our 20 seed, Karen. Karen, Karen. did not appear in that much of the show, basically all of season three, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> where she was with Jim at the separate office and then ended up moving back to Scranton, and they had a relationship until he left Karen for Pam. Oh. Um, Angela, obviously a staple. She's in the show a lot. I don't get very many comedic moments out of Angela. Mm-hmm. What do you got here? I'm going to go with Karen Filippelli. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Why? I mean, Angela is an OG, and I guess I'm not going with my previous rankings before because I said I'll go with OGs. But I feel like she's too bland. I mean, she's very important because of with the relationship with Dwight, but I don't know. I feel like the Karen, Pam, Jim relationship, triangle, Roy triangle surpasses that. Yeah. I think I'd agree with that. And then just, I don't know. A- Angela's character just overall I'm bothered more by than I'm interested in. I'm just kind of t- – I'm not a cat person, and there's cat just pers- a lot oh. going on with the cats. Oh, and then she has a camera on the cats, and she cleans them with her own tongue. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. Like, what I will say the one argument you could have here is that Karen was not the funniest character either. Yeah, no, I mean – But she was – honestly, she was such a good person. It was almost like she Jim didn't deserve her. Yeah. Um, but the one redeeming factor for Angela is she's got maybe one of the five or ten funniest moments in the entire show during the fire drill when she throws the cat and <laughs> yeah. goes up through the ceiling. <laughs> like, I just, I almost cry laughing every time from that. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of many other moments where, like, she just made me, like, laugh uncontrollably. No, she's just making Phyllis's life miserable. So Yeah, I'm she's like, mean. Hey. Yeah, she's mean. Karen's the nicest one. Okay, so that'll be an interesting matchup in the next round. We'll have Pam versus Karen. Um, all right, 12 seed, Toby <coughs> versus our 21 seed, Gabe. That's um, <laughs> funny that these two are matching up because I feel like their their personalities are kind of the, the same. same. Yeah. <laughs> um, Toby's definitely an OG compared to Gabe. Um, I enjoy Gabe's work, that actor on Silicon Valley in the uh, later years in a different show. Um, but I feel like you got to go... You got to go Toby Scranton here. Strangler, yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you I think he is a strangler? I think so. I mean, you never see him whenever they, uh, what was that scene? Whenever they see the Scranton Strangler driving down the road, he's, where's Toby? And there's this whole theory that I read, I forgot what exactly he said, but there's a ton of evidence that he is a Scranton Strangler. So I'm going to go with him. Toby, even though he's one of the most hated, especially by Michael, but yeah, Gabe is just... Kind of cringy sometimes. Like, yeah. Oh. It's just kind of creepy, man. And his his creepy. like stalking of Aaron is just, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not great. Yeah, he falls uh, into the bathroom. Like, dude. Yeah. I mean, at least Creed in the next round, he has permission to go in there. So, yes. He pays for that privilege. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I can't wait to talk about Creed. Um, okay, so Creed, this is kind of controversial because. He definitely doesn't have as many lines in this show as a lot of characters that are maybe below him in the seating. I have Creed as the five seed versus the 28 seed Nelly. I didn't really remember too much about Nelly. I know she's more in the later seasons. Um, So if you want to talk a little bit about Nelly and we can talk more about Creed maybe in rounds a little bit later Mm because I feel like Creed's going to win this one. Um, Any thoughts on Nelly? Nah, she was really a pain. Um especially when she wasn't just part of the office when she was the boss because uh, was, she was making one of the OGs, I think, Andy Bernard's life miserable as well. 
Um, no, and I think Creed just overall has way funnier moments. I mean, Nelly ha- does have her moments, but yeah, you can't go wrong with Creed. Like, <laughs> Creed's the best, dude. dude. I can't wait to talk about him. Um, well, that'll be a, a fun matchup in the next round. That'll be Toby versus Creed. Let's jump over to the other side of the bracket where we have Jim versus Jim. I mean, Jim versus Jim Pete. Versus Jim. Um, Pete was just in the last season and was kind of seen as the new Jim. I know there were definitely some jokes oh, made about Pete. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the young young kid that came <laughs> yeah. in that I was like, it's basically Jim. Um, I don't think we need to spend any time no, on that one, right? I was like, who is Pete? Yeah. I almost looked him up, and I'm like, eh, let's see, let's see who he is. Yep. Yeah. So we won't take any time on that. I feel like, you know, it was kind of a stretch to get to 32 on this. There's some characters that really only appeared in the last season or two that mm-hmm. don't deserve to move past the first round, and that's definitely one of those matchups. No. Okay, the next one, uh, Ryan Howard, the temp, versus the regional manager David Wallace. Um, I don't know. We, you know, Ryan eventually kind of took over that position <laughs> mm-hmm. in in the middle seasons. There, he kind of bounced all over the place, uh, and then David Wallace is just kind of the <laughs> the reactions that you have from him in trying to handle Michael, um, and then like the whole when Dunder Mifflin's like going under and yeah. like him just kind of melting down. Um, I don't know. This is this is a close matchup Second. for me. What do you think? <laughs> hmm. I see this as. Ryan from Wolf or David with Suck It, his new company. Mm, I'm going to go with Wolf. Ryan from Wolf. Ryan Howard, also the bowling alley uh, worker who gets recruited by Michael later. That is true. I like that. Uh, I, I did love Suck It. That was, that was, that was, <laughs> Suck It. I mean, he did sell that to the U.S. military, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Or the patent, at least. Um, yeah, Ryan's more of an OG than David Wallace. Definitely appears a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then his whole dynamic with kelly kapoor like it's you get a lot of comedy out of that uh 10 seed oscar versus 23 seed mose now mose is played by uh mike shore who is one of the producers on this and goes and has gone on to really be in charge of a lot of big comedies including uh parks and rec and brooklyn 99 um but he's playing a character in this now he is on this is the character that appeared least amount on the show only about 13 episodes um but you get a lot out of Moe's, I feel like. But Oscar is Oscar's an OG. What do you got? Mm. You know, I did say I've seen this show like 13 times. But it's been a while since I've seen any episodes. So I was like, who is Moe's? So I guess <laughs> that means to me he didn't really have an impact. And I guess it's because he didn't appear as much, like 13 times. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Oscar, the OG. Right there. Yeah. I think for sure. We don't need to spend too much time there. We may get some argument from the people that are just hugely into the Schrute family. Maybe they'll they'll be upset there. But um, next one I think is a pretty quick one as well. We've got Kevin versus Bob Vance. Um, You know, great refrigerator company. I'd buy a refrigerator from Bob, uh, but I I don't get much out of him. And then Kevin just has some amazing, amazing moments. Kevin's chewy. Easy. All right. We'll move on there. Quick one. All right, this will be a quick one, too. We've got Dwight versus Clark. You Clark. remember Clark? Pete's friend. That's right. Clark is uh, the Dwight Shoot, right? Basically. Shoot Jr. Yep. Dwight Jr. Yeah. It's it, kind of... I actually had oh. I had Pete and Clark flipped, but then I thought it would be more fun to just kind of <laughs> flip those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no. Not um, Dwight. But yeah, Dwight moves on. Not much to talk about with Clark. I mean, I'm not going to focus too much on the last season of the show. Um, you know, I feel like the middle part of the show was mm-hmm. definitely the best. 
so Dwight moves on. That's an easy one. All right, 14 seed Kelly Kapoor versus 19 seed Jan Levinson. Jan sucks. Jan, it's I awful. Hate, I hate Jan, but I will say Jan played a key role in maybe the best episode the show ever made, which was the dinner party. Dinner party. Hmm. Was that the casino night? No, no dinner, dinner party, party is the oh. one where they're at his a condo yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they're hosting. <laughs> oh, and when Michael shows off their <laughs> plasma TV. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Uh, yeah, but that whole night just turns to ashes. Yes. Um, um, so no. I don't know. What do you think here? I mean, definitely Kelly's in the show more. Mm-hmm. Jan has moments that you just kind of despise her when she just shows up with the baby and like... <laughs> Michael's like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to go with Kelly because Michael specifically asked Jen to not cheat on him. Yeah, she cheated on him when he specifically asked him her not to. Yes. So Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Kapoor, Jan is a terrible person. Out of everyone on this list, like I think like Jan and Roy are meant for each other. Um, yeah. I just yeah, Kelly has I to mean, move Ke- on. She's she's more of an OG. She's almost she's in every loyal. episode of the show, and she's loyal. And she's too, loyal. Um, maybe a little obsessive. Yeah, but, maybe. I mean, I say maybe. Definitely obsessive, <laughs> but loyal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I agree. Um, also, a really strange matchup. Ooh. So we have our 11 seed Meredith versus our 22 seed Holly. Um, Holly definitely not showing up in the show very much. I think mm-hmm. only about 17 or 18 episodes. Meredith in almost every episode. A lot of comedic moments from Meredith, but when Holly's on the show, I felt like really, really strong, and definitely her relationship with Michael, obviously extremely important to the show. He, mm-hmm. he leaves the show because of because her, of um, and they're back and forth at times hilarious, especially when they're doing the Dunder Mifflin history skit at the picnic. <laughs> I mean, just awesome stuff. But Meredith, again, kind of uh, her per line like comedy and like actions, I, it might be hard to beat. I'm going to have to go with hmm. deep thought on this one. I'm going to go with the person that is not an alcoholic. Meredith. OG. Hilarious. <laughs> and doesn't take Michael away from the show. So It's true. And definitely an alcoholic. All right. <laughs> Number six seed, Stanley versus our 27 seed, Robert California. The Lizard King. Hmm. The Lizard King. Okay. Uh, played by James Spann. Pretty big time known actor, but Stanley. I mean, come on, how can you beat Stanley? Donut Day. <laughs> no, not Donut Day. Yeah, Donut Day. Stanley. Uh, Stanley takes part in oh, one of no. my favorite. Pretzel uh, Day. Donut Day. What am I saying? Yeah, I don't know Pestle what you're day. saying. Uh, Stanley takes part in one of my favorite opening scenes, uh, the cold opens, and we'll talk about it a little bit later okay. because I think there's a chance that the two main characters in that one will be up against each other. So okay, we'll talk about that in a okay. second. Uh, all right. So we have our top 16. Our main upset was Hank over Phyllis, Karen over Angela, and that's pretty much it. So we have the rest of our top 16 is here. So we've got Michael Scott Michael. versus our 16 seed Daryl. We've got our 9 seed Andy versus our 25 seed Hank. We've got 4 Pam versus 20 Karen. 12, Toby, versus 5, Creed. 2, Jim, versus 15, Ryan. 10, Oscar, versus 7, Kevin. 3, Dwight, versus 14, Kelly. And 11, Meredith, versus 6, Stanley. So most of the characters we have left were here from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I think that's probably the way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in and 
Let's go with Michael Scott versus Daryl. What do we got? Sorry, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, Michael. There's too many moments with Michael. Hilarious. This show doesn't make it without Steve Carell's performance Mm -hmm. as Michael. And they barely made it out of the first season, but then really started to get it going in the second season. I think when they made him just a little bit more likable and a little bit more competent, um, it got better. And look, Daryl's got some great moments. I love kind of his story on where he started down in the warehouse and then he made it up where he's in a management position. Right. Um, I think you get some good comedy moments from him, but there's no, there's no beating Michael this early in this tournament. Agreed. Andy versus Hank. I know you love Hank. This is a tough one. Dang. I mean, for me, it's Andy by a mile just because you get so much more use out of him. The him, his rivalry with Dwight and him just wanting so badly for Jim to like him and everything that happens with that and just all the jokes about Cornell. <laughs> I just I and eventually he becomes the manager. I, uh, I think there's true. just there's just a that. lot going for him. And even though even though we get great moments from Hank, they're so few and far between. I feel like you gotta go Andy. But Andy didn't he have problems? At first, like he was anger issues. That's what it was. I think that's why I didn't like him at first. Um, I don't know. Hank, what did Andy do whenever the office got broken into and they were trying to raise money? Because I know Hank had Hank and the Blues CDs <laughs> trying to sell CDs. We like, really what just, what did, just hung up <laughs> on that one. What did Andy have? <laughs> I'm Look, I'm here for it. If you, uh, We know that neither of these are winning the next matchup. So uh, if you yeah. really want Hank to advance past Andy, um, I think you'll probably get some people that are angry with you that Andy got knocked out here. But I'm I'm here for it. If you want if you want Hank in the Blues, you just let I mean, me know. He did help. This, out. I'm making this one on you. He did help out. Choose between a new printer and new seats. Mm. I'm going Hank all the way. Oh, <laughs> twenty five or over nine seed. Hank is going to be our champion, I guess, from Andy Torres. Um, that's going to be a controversial one. We'll we'll mark that one in the podcast where people can jump and and just. You want to give out your Twitter handle so people can send you hate mail? Yes. Um, no, actually. <laughs> All right, let's go do uh, our an interesting matchup: the fight for Jim Halpert's heart. Pam Beasley versus Karen. Lippelli. What do you got? Is this when we have the conversation about our Pam when Pam wasn't that great? Dude. I mean, Karen, I don't. This is hard (laughs) because maybe I'm just focusing on one situation too much, but I'll present it anyway. Whenever Pam went to art school. Yep. Jim supported her 1,000% even when she failed. And I think she had to stay longer, right? Yeah. But when Jim went to, where'd he go? Phil, was it Philadelphia? Where'd he go for that job? Uh, I think it was Philly. Yeah. Um, For his new job. She did not support him. She, but someone could argue that he didn't tell her. That's true. But I can't remember if Pam told Jim about art school. I think he did. She did. Here's my argument for Pam. Okay, for Pam. Um, Let me the, hear it. So Karen is basically just maybe she was a better fit and a better person mm-hmm. for Jim, and that didn't end up working out because Jim was in love with Pam. Yeah. But Pam's character had so much more of a connection with all the other characters on the show. Her connection with Michael 
is mm-hmm. maybe the strongest relationship on the entire show mm-hmm. and her support for him and believing in him even when he didn't believe in himself and then vice versa there were times where pam was down and michael came in for her and i feel like that relationship is so important to the show mm-hmm. that it she can't get knocked out by someone that really had a one season run and really only had a relationship with one character ah uh, yeah yeah i guess i'm focusing on a character to character not character to show yeah so. all right i agree i agree pam all right pam advances um a closer than probably what it should have been but <laughs> you know there pam had some moments that weren't great uh okay toby versus creed toby creed i'm gonna have to go with creed yeah this one's an easy creed one for me it's just there when others need him like i forgot what the situation was but jim couldn't take it and he went to the the uh kitchen in the office and uh started playing some chess with creed i don't know where or checkers i don't i forgot what it was but a board game um we'll talk a little bit more about creed as he advances here um next matchup will be really interesting um toby while it's enjoyable to watch him just get beaten to the ground and have michael scott just hate on him the entire time and just one of the best gifs that the show ever produced is michael scott yelling no and that's because toby's was back yeah um but i feel like the amount of screen time that you had for creed and the laughs i got out of that was just so far and superior to Toby, where Toby usually was not the source of the comedy. Mm. It was more people hating just or hating making fun him. of him. Yeah. Um, whereas Creed, him. it's like literally the lines that he dropped, you're just like, oh my God, that was hilarious. And he was manager at one point, right? Yeah. He was. I <laughs> yeah. love when he, he's the manager, his first day as a manager, and he's outside and With he talks car. to the camera. He's like, keep the car running and just throws it to nobody. <laughs> like, what? And then business, what does the first B stand for? Well, and uh, <laughs> isn't that when he talks about scuba? And he's like, if I can't, if scuba, I can't scuba, why am I being? Yeah. <laughs> what am I working toward? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, and he's always paranoid about being uh, chased by police. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Creed. Dude, Creed. Creed. Uh, I could go on. I could probably talk for 30 minutes about Creed. Um, okay. So that's the left side of our bracket. Let's jump over to Jim versus Ryan. Ryan. Kind of a wannabe and always in Jim's shadow. Jim, an OG of the show, obviously. Um, Nah, you see, Jim. I mean, Ryan Ryan from Wolf tried to get him fired at one point. Oh, yeah. So Ryan's not not a good person either. I think he's just using people to further himself. He's trying to move up that corporate ladder at everyone else's expense. Mm -hmm. Jim, Jim was more of a loyal guy and cared about, even though he had his feuds with Lots of people, including Dwight and including Michael at times. He still is always a loyal friend in the end. Uh, Oscar versus Kevin in the accounting department, sitting next to each other. That's rough. I feel like you get more comedy out of Kevin. Kevin, yep. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we... I Look, respect to Oscar. Definitely some great moments with him. Definitely some great moments with Michael not really understanding Oscar, both for his heritage and his sexuality. (laughs) sexuality. Um, But... I just think, no, I can't go with actually Oscar, Kevin, easily. I mean, Kevin dropping the whole pot of food. Mm -hmm. I mean, just there's so many moments with Kevin that we can talk about. Oscar just corrects everybody. Yes. Actually, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And that whole argument with Michael about uh, China, I think. Yeah. (sighs) Dwight versus Kelly. Do we need to spend much time there? Dwight. Dwight by a mile. Um, Kelly just at times, her obsessiveness just got a little bit annoying. And it was like... I didn't really feel much growth from that character throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
at least Dwight, you get more emotional moments with, you know, he's definitely a brat and a nerd at the beginning. And he, at least his story goes somewhere with his goal of being manager the whole time, but also his love for Angela and how all that develops. Right. I feel like you just get more out of that. Yeah, um, and he just turns uh, friends friends from enemies with Jim towards the end. So yeah. that was dope to see. Meredith versus Stanley. Ooh. Stanley. Only because, not only because, but something that pops into my mind. When they're in Florida, he's just living out his life. Dude, Stanley. The Hawaiian shirts. Uh, he knows it's a work trip, but he rents out a Mustang, I think, and just <laughs> rides it out. The thing I like Love about it. Stanley is that he is uh, he's there to sell paper and try to get away with anything that he can to get by. But he is there what? like he's just like annoyed by everything around him. And he's just like looking when's retirement happening. I think he was drinking a mojito whenever they were on that Florida trip. But yeah, he I like I agree. He just does whatever he just needs to do to get by. But whenever he has motives, like uh, whenever they were trying to get a tattoo on Andy's butt, he just <laughs> went all out. He wanted to sell that pyramid iPad thing at whatever cost. <laughs> and he just went full grind mode. I love it. Um, okay, so we're down to our Elite Eight. Uh, and, you know... I like this is usually a moment where I like to say the bracketologist knows what he's doing because okay. out of our eight seeds, top eight seeds, seven of them are here in the Elite Eight. The only one that's not is Phyllis because you have a weird obsession with Hank, uh, our 25 seed. So we have Michael Scott versus Hank. We have oh, Pam versus wow. Creed. We have Jim versus Kevin. And we have Dwight versus Stanley. Michael Scott versus Hank. I'm sorry. This yeah. is where Hank's run ends. Is you just don't have the show without no. Michael Scott. <laughs> he brings at least one laugh pretty much in every episode, mm-hmm. um, and he is he is literally the OG. And, and obviously, he's just there for other people. Yeah. So we get great moments between Michael Scott and Hank, mm-hmm. and mostly with Hank being annoyed at Michael Scott doing something that's mm-hmm. destroying the building. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't no, think we need to spend too much like, time there. Good run by Hank. Okay, let's all run. let's all take a moment and uh, remember Hank's deep Cinderella run into the Elite Eight. It's good work by him. Listen to Hank and the Blues now on Spotify. <laughs> Pam versus Creed, our four seed versus our five seed. Uh, this is going to be a really controversial pick, maybe for some, but I'm going Creed here. Oh, you I'm know going, what? I was going to say that. Really? Okay, so here, here's my argument. Okay. Out of every single person in this show, the person that has the least amount of screen time, even though he's an OG and he's in the office all the time, Mm -hmm. like literally the least amount of lines probably out of everyone other than Hank that's left in the Elite Eight. Yeah. And almost every single time he says something I laugh at. His lines are incredible. They're so ridiculous. (laughs) When they have the Halloween episode and they're interviewing him and he's got blood all over his shirt and he's like, oh, it's Halloween. What great timing. great timing. I mean, you can't beat that stuff. I I can literally look up the best lines from Creed on the show and they're just incredible. All of them. (laughs) The Taliban's the worst. Great heroin, though. Like, come on. Whenever uh, Toby's giving out just... I forgot what meeting it was, but he says... Strike, scream, and run. All right, let's try that. He just gets up, Creed gets up, and just slaps Meredith in the head and runs. Oh, screams and runs. So, yeah, he's just, he's, he's hilarious. He's, look, he has never owned a refrigerator before. That's a line. And then this is this is a great one. 
Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. Like, I'm sorry. I, Creed is... I, I'm. I want him in in the final four. He deserves to be in the final four. He's the most underrated character on the show, in when my cha- opinion. When he changes his hair to look more younger, or more young, and then he's like, "Can we get some more Red Bull in the fridge?" A, a man's got to ride the bull or something like that. He's so funny. I stopped caring a long time ago. Uh, yeah, it's just the best. Yeah, uh, if no. you have a favorite Creed quote that we haven't mentioned yet, feel free to drop it in the comments. And also, good time to plug. We now have an Instagram for the show. It's Instagram.com slash Bracketologist, and then it just needs an underscore at the end because some idiot took Bracketologist away from me. All right. Jim versus Kevin. Hmm. Our two seed versus our seven seed. Something I think about right now is that episode whenever Kevin just shortens everything he says. (laughs) I thought that was a little annoying, so I'm going to go with Jim. You can't... Look... Kevin has some great moments, and there's some great comedy on him just not being the smartest person. Yeah. Um, but you get so much from, like, the heart of the show is Jim's, is, is a few different relationships. You have the Pam-Michael relationship. Mm-hmm. You have the Pam-Jim relationship. Mm-hmm. You have the Jim-Dwight relationship. And you have the Jim-Michael and Mike. It's it's really those four. It you could be, be the, it, that could be our final four, but I, I want Creed over Pam because he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Jim is in three of those relationships and he is a cornerstone and of importance for the show, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, maybe him lying and not telling Pam and then going and taking a job like that wasn't great, but everything leads up to that relationship in the first three seasons and four seasons and eventually his proposal, yeah. um, their wedding is the center part of the show. Uh, that was like a two parter. Yeah. Uh, it's just gotta, it's gotta be Jim there. Has to. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Dwight versus Stanley. Mm, number three versus number six. Yeah. So the- my favorite, maybe my favorite cold open on the entire show. Yeah. Oh, involves, yeah. This. Involves Jim <coughs> sending a future fax to Dwight. <sighs> And Dwight telling Dwight that the coffee has been poisoned and Dwight running across the room and slapping the coffee out of Stanley's hand, <laughs> being like, you'll thank me later. Thank I just me later. brings me to tears every single time. Um, it's Dwight. I, man, Dwight, I want to go with Stanley on this one. Okay, give me you, your argument. You've been meatballed. That another cold open whenever Jim thinks he's pranking um, Stanley. I thought that was hilarious. On top of him just not caring in Florida. And Pretzel Day. I mean, I guess you could argue that Dwight has a bigger part in the whole show. But I want to laugh. You want to laugh? And you're you're saying you get more laughs from Stanley than Dwight? Yes. I disagree. (laughs) Wholeheartedly. And this will be the first time that I'm going to overrule you. I let you have Hank. I'm not letting you have Stanley. (laughs) Dwight just has too much drama going for him. if, If it's just these two. Yeah. I prefer less drama. Let's go with Stanley. Okay. I'm going with Dwight. All right. Um, my reasoning is you get more laughs in general, in my opinion. Yes, his relationship with Angela mm-hmm. at times, very annoying. Um, but I also like his relationship with Andy in the middle part of the show. Dwight? And oh, then, and yeah. then you just, you can, it like, I mean, that whole love triangle at times annoying, but also at times when they're like really going after each other, Andy and Dwight, it's mm-hmm. fun. And then you just can't beat in the first three or four seasons 
the Jim Dwight rivalry and all of those cold opens. I mean, when you're talking about Jim pretending to be Dwight, when you're talking about Jim hiring an Asian friend to pretend to be Jim, <laughs> when he's you've got look, uh, in yeah, the yeah. first episode the Jello, you've got him putting the desk in the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, the whole dynamic between Jim and Dwight is where it's what made the show the show mm-hmm. to start. The desk and wrapping paper. Oh, hilarious. That's that's great. Uh, him on the exercise ball and Jim coming and just stabbing it. Um, <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, yeah. And Dwight fed Michael some um, bull testicles right before he <laughs> left. <laughs> um, I also really enjoyed that. I really enjoy watching people that are really good at their job. Yeah. And you get a lot of moments where you really get to see why Dwight is such a good salesman. And you like when you get him and is it's either him and Jim or him and Michael, when they go to that office and Dwight is like, hey, can I use your phone? And he calls up the other company and they just put him on hold mm. while they're doing the whole pitch. And then at the end, he's like, let's call Dunder Mifflin. And they call and like someone immediately answers. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you're just like, he's really good at being a salesman. It's like those moments where I'm like, all right, he's a deeper character than just being a ridiculous nerd goofball. Good salesman. But, oh, yeah, he's a video game nerd too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's a shark. He took down... Or he wanted to take down a family-owned business, it's but true. I guess that's just one situation out of the whole thing. So All he's right, definitely Dwight. out for himself more than Jim, Pam, and Michael. If you're talking about them being the four main people in the show, and he shot a gun, yeah, in the office. Ooh, he also set off the fire alarm, <laughs> fire which had maybe, the, but it's <laughs> maybe the best cold open the show's <laughs> ever put together. Yeah, uh, it's got to be. It's got to be Dwight. But that gave our guy Stanley a heart attack. I know. Is I need uh, someone. I need someone stronger and healthier to move on to the final oh four. Oh my! <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody, argue in the comments. That's right. Stand uh, up. I'm We're overruling standing. you on that one. It's got to be Dwight because that's got to set up our Jim Dwight matchup in the final four. Yeah. Um, all right, Michael Scott versus Creed. Is this where Creed's amazing run ends? Michael Scott Creed. This is our final four, by the way. One seed Michael Scott, five seed Creed, two seed Jim, three seed Dwight. So this is Michael versus Creed. What do you got? Like I said earlier. You want me to read some more Creed quotes? I got more. Yes. <laughs> like I said earlier, I prefer to laugh more than drama because Michael had a good amount of drama with him. I know he's amazing and I love him, but Creed, I got to go with Creed. Honestly. Oh, man. He has so many one-liners. Just pretend like we're talking until the cops, <laughs> until the cops leave. leave. Yep. Uh, you ever notice you can only ooze two things, sexuality and pus? Man, I tell you, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh gosh, um, this is hard Creed. for me because I have a deep, deep love for Creed and his dark humor. Yep. Um, but again, Michael Scott's—it's it, the show's built around him. I'll let you make the final decision, though. If you really want to put Creed forward, it's just he's just one-liners is the problem. There's not really anything behind that character that makes them more important to the show other than just occasionally some great comic relief. And it is a comedy, mm-hmm. but like it's also a comedy that has some emotion behind it. Yeah. That's where I would lean Michael Scott. I mean, obviously, he's got way more lines, way mm-hmm. more to do with the show and the plot of the show. But Creed stuck around till the end. Michael Scott didn't. Michael Scott didn't. Also, Michael Scott was... Friends with our guy, uh, Todd Packer. He's clearly a bad dude. 
Mm. Michael Scott made some poor decisions, that's for sure. Jan Levinson was another poor decision. I mean, Creed murdering someone on Halloween was that's a great decision because true. they could just mask it. <laughs> that's another bad. And he got arrested at the end. Creed that's did. true. All right. No. That's the end for Creed. Michael, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. All right. I think we came to the right conclusion there. Yep. Um, although. Barely. Barely. Because you know what? Creed, most underrated character on the show. Yeah, for All sure. Right. Jim versus Dwight. I know you didn't want Dwight here, but he's here now. Let's see. I'm trying to think of not Stanley right now. <laughs> um, Jim versus Dwight. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of hilarious moments for each. Nah, I'm going to go with Dwight. Okay. Dwight. Why? I know Jim does pull the prank, a lot of the pranks, but Dwight just... Shoot, you know what? I don't know. I just have something about Dwight that There's, overpowers Jim. So a little bit more to him. A little bit more of it. Like, if you think Office, you probably think Michael Scott and Dwight mm -hmm. more so than you think Jim. Jim and Pam. It's just he's he's a more unique character that is probably has been... He's a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just in the office, but on his farm. Yeah. The whole, whole, whole farm. He's really, really hard worker at the beet farm. Beet farm. Um, he knows how to motivate people, even though could be controversial at times. Like the uh, the whole system of getting three errors, and they sent out all the emails to all the executives. Mm, I don't, know, about I don't know, though, because Jim pulled the great prank against Dwight of trying to convince him that he was a vampire. <laughs> there was also the one where all he did was talk to his forehead and not look him in the eye. That was a good one. And Jim, I mean, and Dwight did uh, make all the snowmen and terrorize Jim. Hmm. No, actually, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch Jim, okay. and the entrepreneur that went to Philly. Jim. That's your main reason? Yep. Do you think because he, he had more growth? Right, never mind. Dude. No, I'm going back to Dwight. <laughs> back to Dwight. Um, I think we go Dwight. I think he's just more of a unique character and may if like define the office more. Yeah. If you have the first line in describing this show, you're probably just Dwight's in there talking about just how weird he was and how strange that character was. Mm -hmm. All right, championship match. Michael Scott versus Dwight. Michael Scott, Dwight. Ooh. I'm going to go with Michael Scott. As I sip my world's best boss mug. <laughs> Michael Scott and his best salesman. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael because he knows how to run the office. He is, his branch was one of the highest performing when everyone else was going down. And his reasoning behind that, he told Dave Wallace this. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone ever for any reason whatsoever, and he never got to the point. I thought that was one of the best motivational quotes ever. I think ultimately he was a good boss, mm -hmm. and they built the show mostly around him being incompetent. But when it comes to relationships and knowing how to manage his people, you saw that when he kind of became co-managers with Jim in the middle seasons. Um where Jim really struggled with it. And Michael was like, look, from my experience, I know how to handle all these people. I know when to make them work hard, when to let them have time off, and yeah. how to put people into their strongest you know, spots. I feel like as a boss, I've learned a lot from Michael Scott on mm -hmm. how to manage my team. <laughs> yeah, I, I take a lot of lessons from him. Yeah, um, You don't have the office without Michael Scott. I think the office 
while it wouldn't have been as popular, could have at least survived a few seasons without the Dwight character. He's just such a centerpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole show was built off of him and Ricky Gervais's original character in the British show, um, which Michael Scott obviously um, was a playoff of that. Yeah, I, I, I think we ultimately were coming to this no matter what. There may be some people out there that really think I think it's definitely between these two. I don't think there's anyone out there that's like Jim is the best character on The Office. No, I don't think. I, I would even say Creed's a better character. I'm not even going to lie. Was Jim. our championship match Michael versus Creed? I, I think it was. If Creed was on the other side, yeah. would he beat Dwight and Jim? Maybe not Dwight. Actually, you know what? Maybe Dwight. I just have to remember more about Creed. But uh, definitely Jim. No, he's out. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I think we came to the right conclusion on this. So Michael Scott is our champion. Mm-hmm. Um, just he's the centerpiece of the show. Steve Carell, incredible performance, went on to a great career. This was kind of the launch pad for that. And uh, man, this was fun. You know, looking back at the bracket, kind of disappointing that there was, wasn't more of a female presence in yeah. the later rounds. But I will say that's maybe something that the show struggled with a little bit at times was the development of the female characters. They focused mm-hmm. so much time on Pam that I feel like characters like. Aaron and Kelly um, and Angela just really didn't get that character development that some of the the male characters did. Right. Now Creed just advanced because of he's just hilarious one liners, <laughs> but you just got more depth out of Michael, Jim, Dwight. Like if you had a final four of just characters that you knew the most about and you went the deepest with, mm-hmm. then Pam would be in there. Um, but yeah. Creed's one liners got him to at least to the final four. Sorry, Phyllis. I had to ask you immediately with yeah. Hank, but <laughs> Hank, Hank and the Blues took down Hank Phyllis. Hank and the Blues, the security guard. Um, yep. Well, Andy, this was a blast. I can't wait to find uh, another bracketologist episode to have you on. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be. It's probably going to be Seasons? something completely all right, different. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Again, if you have comments for us, find us on Instagram, or I believe you can leave us comments on some of the podcast networks mm-hmm. out there. And uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Until next time.